Hi guys, this is Jackie, and you're listening to She Can't So I Will. This episode has me scared shitless to record, just to be completely honest with you. This is going to expose something that I have been through, and there has been a constant fear of not being believed, which is why I haven't shared what happened to me, Um, but it's time to do it. It's time to do it because I feel like if I could help one person out of a relationship that's not healthy, like the one I was in, then it's worth every bit of any kind of ridicule I would receive. So here it is. I was married at the age of 18, or not married, I was in the relationship at uh, age of 18, married at 20 and I was with this man for 18 years I didn't know until recently that I was manipulated this man was a narcissist and Guys, this podcast is live. Uh, I don't edit it. And this topic is super hard for me to talk about. Because I'm a really, really strong person. And this makes me feel so incredibly weak. And I have abused myself for so, so long. Not allowing myself to just be, like, be, um, like, tell myself this isn't your fault. You're not, you're not weak. And you didn't get out of this relationship because you didn't know you were being manipulated. I was emotionally abused, mentally abused. And sexually abused by this man for years. But I didn't know it. Because little by little by little, he said the right things. He was smart. And he justified everything that he did. And I believed him. Do you know that there's like 30-some scriptures in the Bible that talk about how a woman should be submissive to her husband? And not that I don't believe that we have some sort of obligation. Or do we even, really? I I don't know. But here's what I do know. As I asked myself for a long, long, long time, did you say no? Did you really say no? And I did. I just did. Because crying means no. I don't want to means no. Asleep means no. Okay, I guess. Does that mean no? 
turning away means no. Maybe you don't say the words no. But you say a lot of things that do mean no. And just because you're married to this person doesn't mean that you're obligated in some way to fulfill their needs. I was attacked, you could say, at least three or four nights a week in the middle of the night while I slept. I was violated in the shower. I was groped instead of kissed and loved. And the list goes on and on. I carried this into two other relationships that I was in because I did finally have the strength to get out and I did get divorced. But the patterns that were created in this relationship carried on with me. I became a robot when it came to intimacy. You just went through the motions because there was no feeling. There was no love behind it. It was just what you did because you had to. I knew that I wasn't happy. I knew that I didn't like the things going on. I journaled about it and I did talk to him about it. But he, like I said, he justified everything. He would even pretend to find research on um, the fact that people have sex with people while they're sleeping and can wake up the next day and don't remember it. Seems really stupid, I know, but I believed him. He even had a name for it. He called it dead horsing me. He laughed when he talked about it. I got the strength to leave, but he wouldn't let alone. I've researched narcissists since I discovered uh, this, and I've found that they need to control and they need to be right. And they won't give up on trying to control you very easily. And he didn't. I left the relationship and I was gone for six months and we got a divorce and this man would call me and get in my ear and get in my head until I actually came back like I came back I walked back into that relationship and allowed him to abuse me from the very very first day that we talked face to face the very first day that we talked face to face and was alone after six months, he took advantage of me and I stayed. I stayed for 18 months and then I left again and I've never looked back. I didn't even fully know what I was walking away from. I just knew that I wasn't happy. It took counseling sessions And getting into what was the healthiest relationship I had had so far before I realized that I had been abused. 
there are other women and men out there who are in relationships who are married even that are being abused if you're one of those people out there and you're listening to this you don't have to have sex because you're married you are not obligated because you are married all day long every day every week every month every year it is your choice it is absolutely your choice and if you don't want to you don't have to where do we go from here I've journaled and with the help of my counselor I've been able to pull up a lot of memories mostly I had to pull memories up in accounts because I didn't think people would believe me if I could put the facts down on paper and somebody could read it then maybe they would believe it I'm actually beyond that now. I'm not concerned about whether people believe or not. But due to writing these, all these accounts down on paper and the continuous flashbacks that I have buried, this has become very um, hard. It's very much a struggle. And I currently am... Um, scared to be touched I get anxious when I'm being hugged I get anxious when somebody gets too close to my breasts even if it's one of my own kids my relationship is failing because I cannot be intimate I've decided that I want to strip myself of everything that I know and try to get to the core of who Jackie is. Because the core was never touched. He never touched me. He never hurt me. He couldn't reach me in the core of who I was, who I am. So I have to embrace the person who I am and pull her back out, strip her down of all the patterns that were developed and figure out who I am. I can't even imagine being in a relationship right now for fear of falling back into these patterns again of being a robotic person this man has continued to hurt my children and I've protected him for too long I've given him far too much respect And if this gets out there and he hears it, he is 100% going to deny anything happened.
that was unhealthy or even remotely abusive because that's what they do. That's what narcissists do. They're in control. They're always right. They're smart. And they will make you believe anything they want you to believe. The first episode I recorded, I had talked about something and I left out. And I want to touch on that now because I want to lighten the the mood a little bit. I was talking about my mom and the fact that I observed her. Even as a child, I remembered observing her. And I had told you that I was going to tell you a story about that, and I forgot. Um, so one day, her and I were outside. And you have to know, my mom was a gardener. She loved flowers, indoor, outdoor. And we were outside in the summer. And I don't remember why I would have been home, but... I was home and the bus dropped off my brother and the kids on the bus, the guys on the bus, of course, are my brother's age, uh, hoot and hollered at mom (laughs) because she was so pretty. Um, and that same day, that's that same day. So her and I are outside and we um, are outside working in the garden and this guy walks by on the sidewalk and he talks to mom. I don't even remember what he says to her, but she's smiling. Her face is very kind. And then when he walks away, her smile goes away very, very quickly. And I'm watching this happen. And I asked her, I said, mom, how come you were happy when he was here and as soon as he left, your, fi- your smile went away? And she said that sometimes there are people who come in um, into your life that you wear a smile all the time and it doesn't fade very quickly. And then there are other people who you're just going to be kind to, but... You may not um, feel anything from them, get anything out of them. My mom was all about energies and what she could feel from people. So positive energy, negative energy. And she said that when she didn't feel anything positive from somebody, her smile may fade quicker. But when she was super happy to see them and they had positive energy, then the smile will remain on her face longer. I never forgot that. Um, It's my dog. So, um, mom's in the hospital currently. I just wanted to update you on that. Um, I thought she was going to give up her fight. I thought she was finally going to stop fighting. And this woman has fought to recover from this brain surgery for 32 years. And I thought after 32 years that maybe I was ready. Like, how could I not be ready to um, let go, I guess? I feel like we have been prepared for year after year after year in struggles. Um, How could I not be ready to let her go? 
wasn't mad that she had decided to quit fighting. Necessarily, I couldn't be mad at her. But I found out that I wasn't ready to let her go. For some reason, when she said that she wanted to refuse treatment, I felt the life suck out of me. I don't think I realized how much energy this woman feeds me. I don't think I really ever realized how strong of an energy that she has until I was face to face with the uh, idea of her not being in my life anymore. I felt empty. Even though she's not the same person that she was, it's like the core of who she is is still there too. Just like the core of who I was was never abused. If you're a person who feels like you've been abused by someone and you're afraid that you're not going to be believed, contact me. Send me an email. Let's walk this journey together. Let me help you get to where I'm at right now. I am by far from being healed from this. But I have learned a lot. My email is Jackie, J-A-K-A-E-F, at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.